You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Yeah, so let's flip it now and talk about the Packers offense because... We have talked about what our expectations are for the Packers defense and how they can kind of clamp down on this. We keep saying Brian Hoyer led new <laughs> Patriots offense, but I think it's just because we weren't expecting it right to be Brian Hoyer, but it's still Bill Belichick still, you know, one of the most winning head coaches in NFL history respected yep. around the league. So what do you think he does on Sunday to try and minimize an offense that looked really hot and almost unstoppable through the first three drives against the Bucks? if not for an untimely fumble, I think that game gets out of hand really early. So how does how does Bill Belichick and his defense kind of handle that on Sunday at Lambeau? It's what every single defensive coordinator is going to try to do against the Packers this season, which is stop the run, stop Aaron Jones, stop A.J. Dillon, because um, then the Packers can't get into their RPOs. They can't get into play action because they're, the run game isn't moving. And that doesn't necessarily mean they can't do any of those things, but it limits their success ability when they try to pull out those things. Um, so that defensive front is going to have to do a lot, I think, really early on to stop the run. Um, if they can't, it's going to be, I think, a long day because I wouldn't say that they're, they have two really phenomenal safeties in Devin McCourty and Jabril Peppers. But from a cornerback perspective, there's nobody on there that is going to scare Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is going to test those corners if he gets the ability to do that. So it's going to be about that front. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at, you know, kind of the box score from the Ravens game and that ended up, I mean, it started kind of close. It was an interesting game kind of for the first first half maybe. And then the Ravens just pulled away with, I think they ended up with like 188 yards on the ground. So if you're talking about the key to success on Sunday for the Packers, it's to run the ball and let the let the run game kind of dictate things. And we saw that obviously with Aaron Jones in week two, Uh, AJ Dillon kind of popped up on the injury report this week with a knee injury, still was limited in practice. I don't think it's anything that's going to keep him out of the game, but definitely something where we're going to want to see a lot of the backfield to open up. You know, we'll see if Christian Watson comes back. Randall Cobb, I thought, had a nice game. We talked about this already in in the recap show. Romeo Romeo Dobbs had his career game through three weeks as a rookie, obviously. Eight catches, 73 yards, and his first career score. So lots of weapons, I think, for this Packers offense, but primarily leaning on the run game to open things up in the passing game for Rodgers. Yeah, and I expect, you know, the Packers seem to be kind of rolling, and you're starting to pick up patterns over the first couple of weeks And it's, like we said, leaning on both the backs who are easily the most dynamic and like biggest playmakers that the Packers have right now, and then spreading the ball around to the pass catchers. So Rodgers has been pretty even with 
the amount of passes he throws at not just the wide receivers, but but to Bobby Tunyon as well. So getting that ball spread around, just keeping, I think, Bill on his toes is going to be the key here. I think it's going to be really fun to see Matt LaFleur kind of get in his his bag of tricks and and pull out something against a very, very well-respected and defensive-minded coach in Belichick. So it's going to be a, a, a fun coaching matchup at the very least. Is this the first time that LaFleur is playing? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is a big one then from a, <laughs> from a head coaching standpoint, this has to be like one of those milestones, right? If you can beat Bill Belichick. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure this one is got a little extra juice for him the same way that, yeah, well, I guess completely differently than, you know, going up against like Shanahan's your buddy, Robert Sala is your buddy. Bill Belichick is just somebody that if you are in the NFL, even if you're not a coach, like you know him and you respect him and his legacy. So really cool for him there. Um, I'm glad you brought up Robert Tunyon because he, to me, is one of these like really underrated storylines going into Sunday. And I think he has a really big game. And I say that because the Patriots on Sunday gave up three touchdowns to Ravens tight ends. Mark Andrews had two and then Josh Oliver had one touchdown. So I'm looking at it, you know, they gave up over a hundred yards for both tight ends combined. And I just, I think that we've been kind of seeing Tunyon get kind of involved in the offense. And then, you know, Rogers has been Rogers and has been spreading the ball around a lot, which is great. It's what we wanted him to do, you know, kind of in the confines of the offense. But I think Tunyon's going to have some opportunities to make some really big plays on Sunday against this, this, Uh, Patriots defense I completely agree um it is interesting that he's been spreading the ball around because I feel like the last couple of seasons it's been like each game has had a player that's sort of highlighted the game now you can very easily say that week two was the Aaron Jones game but one week it's Bobby and one week it's Lazard and typically it was always Devontae Adams and now you can't really pinpoint anyone you know you want you talk about Romeo Dobbs last week simply because it was his first huge game in the league. But I don't see that being the case this season, or at least it hasn't been yet. But it would be interesting if, against certain teams and in certain matchups, potentially this week, there is one player that just tends to have that advantage against the opposing defense. Yeah, and I'm obviously it's been three weeks, and we can't read too much into this just yet, but I was curious to see kind of, you know, when Rodgers is playing into the restrictions of the offense, what his numbers look like. And through three games so far, he actually has the highest completion percentage of his career. Really? And Yes, he's at a 72.3% completion percentage. And his MVP season from 2020, he was at a 70.7. And then it's it's actually interesting. So 2022 right now is his highest. In 2007, before he became a starter, he had his second highest. So we're going to go ahead and cross that off because he only played in two games with zero starts. And then the three next games or the three next seasons are three of his MVP seasons. So I just think that's really interesting. And I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is about to go win the MVP or anything like that. But I just think it kind of shows that when he plays into the offense and spreads the ball around, and is protected in the pocket, makes quick decisions, and doesn't try to play hero ball the way that we've seen him do previously, this offense can really work for him, and this scheme, I think, can really open things up for him. So I'm really curious to see if that continues. And we haven't seen as many deep shots. Maybe that's part of it. You know, there haven't been as many chunk plays down the field, but 
he's hitting his receivers. And for all the the conversation about these young guys, you know, making mistakes and maybe running the wrong routes and dropping dropping passes, his numbers are still kind of showing that the offense is working. Yeah. I mean, he had what one incompletion the entire first half against the Bucks. So and it it is it's so interesting to look at this Bucks game too in terms of like the way the Packers offense can work because you look at the first half and it's Rogers on script. He's getting the ball out quickly. He's not dancing around in the pocket. He's trusting his protection and just letting the ball rip versus in the second half where it was exactly what you said. It's happy feet. It's hero ball. It's holding onto it for too long. And the results of those two forms of play are night and day. Now there's obviously many variables that go into that, but you want to keep him in that first half of the game mindset and mode. Um, I always think about, I always think about this the way Ben Fennell describes Aaron Rodgers is like a master game manager and not, I don't know why this is just something that's always a top of mind for me, but it's not game manager in the sense of that being a negative. I think it has like negative connotations. And we talked about this last week too, is like Aaron Rodgers has seen everything. He can read every coverage. He can get every defense for the most part. And so he's using his mind and his ability to just get the ball out fast to move the ball down the field. You bring up a great point about the deep shots. I, I mean, I was very much screaming at my television on every like (laughs) third down shot play that just didn't work last year. So maybe part of it is they took a look back at the film and said, okay, some of these were simply not working. So we're going to take these out of the playbook. And I'm sure some of it is also just trusting his receivers. He doesn't have that deep threat right now, like bona fide deep threat right now. Um, so I think the chunk plays will come as that relationship develops with Romeo Dobbs, with the Christian Watson, hopefully when Sammy Watkins comes back, because that's that's his thing. Um, but I'm okay with less deep shots if it means 10, 12 play drives, owning the time of possession and like methodically moving the ball down the field. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I think that was it made like the 2011 offense really exciting that anytime the Packers offense took the field, you could have like a 75 yard touchdown to Jordy Nelson or Greg Jennings or, you know, whoever was out there, James Jones, Randall Cobb. But yeah, I mean, I think that when we talk about it, like there's an evolution too with your quarterbacks. And it's not to say that, you know, Tom Brady still can't throw a deep ball. Rodgers has one of the prettiest deep balls. But as quarterbacks age, and it's, it's not comparing either of these guys to like Drew Brees or Peyton Manning, but the, the style in which you play offense changes. And I think what we've kind of seen with Matt LaFleur coming in towards the even, I guess, the tail end of the McCarthy era was that this offense was going to have to evolve. And, you know, Rodgers is scrambling less. Yes, the RPO was really fun when he had one of those earlier this season and actually ran for a first down because it's not the Aaron Rodgers that we're traditionally used to seeing now. And the way that, you know, he still has a a pretty deep ball. He can still throw the deep ball. He's still one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. But I like the way that he's playing offense right now. And I just think, you know, I think we're kind of due, though. And I, I say all this to say that I think we're due for like a vintage Aaron Rodgers game. And I feel like it could be this week, like a like a four touchdown zero picks like 140 QBR like that's the kind of game I I, I just feel like it's coming I feel like Rodgers yeah. is setting us up with this offense and they're they're dinking and dunking and then he's just going to get to the point where he just is comfortable like you said it's going to be a trust thing and he's going to have like a vintage Rodgers game coming up eBay Motors is here for the ride 
Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are due. Yeah, it's funny that you say that. I do think there is something to be said, though, for Rogers continuously trying the deep ball because Mm -hmm. there is the strategy behind that of keeping the defense on its heels. Now, I do wonder also any defense going into any game at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career knows that that's always on the table, but he doesn't have, like I said, the field stretcher anymore like he used to. Like there's no MVS really on this team yet. So, you know, I think back to that very first play um, to Christian Watt. I'm like, just if that had hit, how different defenses would view this offense and again they're going to have many opportunities and I hope that they continue to push the ball down the field when given the chance but you don't want to let go of that piece of his game completely yeah and I mean I think I think we're going to see more of that too and I think you know the way that Matt LaFleur has structured the offense through three weeks is setting up a lot of this stuff we talked about that like you can get so many so many plays out of the same looks and I think I think it was against the Bucks. It might have even been against the Bears. But you know, obviously, you had the Aaron Jones touchdown where AJ Dillon was like a blocking fullback in pony package. And I think it was against the Bucks the next week where they had that same look, the same you know personnel alignment, and that ended up being the touchdown or at least a first down to Alan Lazard. So yeah. just you know the way that they're kind of they're scheming things up, I feel like the deep shots are coming. These little these little chunk plays are just going to set up for when we get Romeo Dobbs streaking down the field for like a 70-yard bomb. I need it. Infected <laughs> into my veins. Um, all right. Score prediction? I, I do think the Packers put up their most points of the season. I think I think we're due for it. And, you know, it's not to say that the Patriots won't score, but they've been in some pretty, pretty high scoring games so far this season. Obviously, they allowed 37 to the Lamar Jackson led Ravens. The Packers had potential to to kind of run away with the game on Sunday. And I think the Bucks defense clamped down. Bucks defense is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Patriots defense is good, but it's it's nowhere near the caliber that this Bucks secondary is. So I'm going to say Packers. 31 Patriots 17. That was going to be my exact exact score prediction as well. I I think that the Packers have the opportunity to score more than 30 in this game. I think they've been set up for all of those opportunities. They're slowly building along like their identity and what these scripted plays look like and I think they just really need to capitalize and play clean ball and they will. Um they're going to be a friendly environment. They're at home. This is their weather. Um, the only thing is that it's an uncommon opponent, which I think sometimes those games can get a little wonky. But based on the way that this Packers defense is playing, I see 
no reason for the Pats to score more than 17. Yeah, and I mean, it, it feels almost like like weirdly sacrilegious to talk about like a Bill Belichick team not being successful because you never want to discredit Bill Belichick. And Brian Hoyer is an experienced vet around the league. You know, he's he's been there, done that, and he's going to, you know, give the Patriots as many opportunities for success as he can. You might even argue that, you know, he's a better version for the Packers to face as far as a quarterback than Mac Jones because Mac Jones, I think, had his scrambling ability. And, you know, Brian Hoyer is going to be more of a true pocket passer, so maybe that makes him more of a threat because we saw the way the Packers kind of struggled when Kirk Cousins was able to stay clean and pick the defense apart. But, yeah, I just – I I think this is going to be kind of that game that the Packers need where they knew that they left things on the board. And we talked about it in the recap show on Sunday where Matt LaFleur said, these are my favorite games where we win, but there's still plenty to clean up. And I think that, you know, going into this week four matchup, the Packers know like, all right, we cleaned it up. Like (laughs) this is, this is what we can actually do when we're firing on all cylinders in all three phases of the game. Yep. You said it. That was fun. I mean, hopefully this is exactly the score, if not, you know, a little bit higher, but thank you. I'll take more. You'll, you'll, yeah, we'll take more. We're not, we're not greedy though. We'll just, <laughs> all right. Thank you as always for listening to Packs What She Said. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can find us on Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram at Packs What She Said. You can find Perry on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. Thank you, of course, for listening to the show. We'll be back on Monday with our recap of hopefully another Packers win where we're talking about hopefully some type of blowout at Lambeau Field. We'll see. Maybe not, but we'll take it. Um, And remember, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 